In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Insight Network on Toginet. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, everybody. We are just going to have a riot here today because we're going to be exploring a really new and unique concept. Let me ask you this question first. When was the last time you woke up in the morning and you said, I love, love, love what I do. I can't wait to go to work. It doesn't feel like hard work and I get to be my playful self and I get paid the big bucks to do it. Well, if you don't say that in the morning, our guest today is going to help you figure out how to get to that place. You know, since most people spend between 50 to 85% of their waking hours working, our guest believes that it shouldn't be a frustrating, unhappy experience. Yet, how many of us really understands what our dream position, our dream job, our dream uh, venture, whatever it is, looks like? Well, best-selling author and business owner Bill Deweese is with us today to share his expertise on the trial and error work selection process that people have traditionally used to find a source of income and replacing that process with what he calls a new work selection process. And we're going to learn more about what, what all that means. Um, it virtually guarantees that you will go to play every day and call it work instead of going to work and feeling the drudgery behind that that so many Americans and, and, and really people around the world do. How amazing would it be to be able to do that? Now, Bill's book is called Go to Play Every Day and Call It Work, and it's going to introduce you to a process and to uh, processes and some case studies that are going to demonstrate how you can find your passion and make money doing it. Bill Deweese, as I said, is a best-selling author. He also co-founded The Coach Connection at findyourcoach.com in 2001, and it assists people to achieve their greatest results through life coaching. His business and life improvement articles have been published in over 100 magazines and countless internet sites, and we're so fortunate to have him here on The Million Dollar Mindset. Bill Deweese, welcome to the show. Well, I'm glad to be here, and after that build-up, i got to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> You've got some work to do for the next hour, dude. <laughs> wow, I tell you, I've got my work cut out for me because I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of how I pump my guests up, you know. I describe their best accomplishments and achievements, and then they got to live up to them. It's a little manipulative, but it works. Well, I, I, the pressure's on. <laughs> so, Bill... 
tell us about your story. I mean, I'm thinking from the looks of your fabulous book, which I have certainly read, um, that, that you have a story, too, that you might like to share with, with our listeners where you might have been stuck in the trial and error work selection process and found your way out. Well, I have two of them, but I'll talk about the one that happened first. That was when I was uh, 23 years old. Uh, in 1968, I graduated with a master's degree in engineering from one of the best schools in the country at the time. It was called Oklahoma State University. I picked it because it was so good. Uh, had I been on the dean's list, and I was a graduate assistant. And back in 1968, things were different. Back then, engineers, which I had graduated from, were actually treated and paid better than number one first-round draft choices to the NFL. Things have changed, haven't they? Yeah, and, they sure have. Boy, uh, 250 companies came to, to town, and I picked 10 of them to interview with, thinking, boy, I'm just going to really... I'm going to do real, real well. I'm going to get interviews. They're going to send me back to the home offices to get job offers. And I was wrong. <clears throat> of the 10 interviews I had, I failed all 10 of them so miserably that they all asked me to leave before the 30 minutes were up. Most of them I didn't get through five minutes. Oh, you, Mr. Charmer, I find that hard to believe. Well, it happened. And I, <laughs> and I didn't go in. I was dressed right. I had the right resume. I did everything right. But I couldn't clear the interviews. And when my buddies, these guys that I had actually been their teachers and, and graded their papers in classes, they were getting not only the interviews, but they were going back to the home offices and making tons of money with the airline tickets, and I was missing out. And, boy, it was really upsetting. I had six and a half years of college, a master's degree, and I couldn't even clear the interview. And I was, I was scared. I was upset. I was worried, picked, you know, frustrated. All the emotions that were negative were coming through. But I was lucky. I was I was the coach. I was actually um, studying with a fellow named Lynn Bussey. He was old. Oh boy, he was forty two <laughs> years old. Can you imagine? <laughs> wow, that's the other side of the hill for sure. <laughs> boy, he was forty two years old, and he had come back to school after working in the real world for twenty years. He'd been a, a CEO of a business, and he was coming back to get his master's degree in the same degree that I was in. And we helped each other study. I helped him with the new math, which was easy for me. And he helped me with the people stuff, which I needed help in. And so I just confided in him. I said, man, I can't, I can't get an interview. He asked me a crazy question. He said, Bill, what is it you want to do? I want to get an interview. I want to pass an interview, make some money here. He said, no, no, what do you want to do? And I wouldn't answer that. So that was on a Tuesday. He asked me the same question on a Thursday. By this time, I was really uptight. And then finally he said, why don't you come by the house on Saturday and have a uh, steak dinner with my wife? And I, I said, wonderful, I would do that. So when, he, when I went into the apartment, he said, here, have a beer. Uh, and I had a nice beer, and I had another one. And that, on my second beer, and, and I have ADD, which means a, a beer for me is worth about three for most people. I was now very relaxed. My defenses were down. And he asked me very casually, Bill, if you could design your, the position that you really, the job that you want, what would it look like? And I opened up, and I talked for at least 30 minutes until my bladder needed help. I went to the bathroom. I came back, and he was taking notes. He says, you know, Bill, can I tell you what you just told me? I said, sure. He said, you told me at least five times that you did not want to be an engineer. He said, what kind of jobs were you interviewing for? I said, engineering jobs. I said, okay. Bill, who was the only guy that did not know that you did not want to be in that interview room? 
and then it hit me. It was me. The other guys figured out I didn't want the job in the first place. That's right. And they didn't want to deal with me. So he, I said, wow. He said, now let's find out what you do want. And we did. We spent the next, I would say, three weeks talking about what I wanted. And I, he said, don't worry if the job's here. Just let's design it. And I designed exactly where I wanted to work, what industry I wanted to work in, what part of the country, da 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 Got real detailed. And finally I said, okay, we got it all worked out. Let's see if we can find this job. And lo and behold, Phillips Petroleum Company had been through, and I'd been to a, uh, a cocktail party with them, free beer, <laughs> free drink, you know, I'm a college student, got to do what I do, and gotten a card from a fellow named Gaylord Church. He said, if you're ever in Bartlesville, Oklahoma, Call me up, I'll show you around. And they had a training program in the Supply and Transportation Department, which was absolutely perfect for me. So we wrangled a deal. Well, I called up Gaylord and said, Gaylord, I'll be there on a Thursday, uh, Friday. I'd love to see your department. And uh, what do you think? And Gaylord answered the phone, didn't know who I was, but said, I'll show you around. I got there. He arranged five interviews uh, with five different people in an apartment, and, the, and then a, a, a noon interview with the vice president, Charlie Kittrell. My first interview I had was with Rudy Brunkhorst, and we had so much fun talking about tankers and, and, and such that Gaylord had to drag me out after an hour. Remember, I'm the guy who couldn't go five minutes with right. another interview. The next interview, we talked about pipelines. Once again, they had to be drug out after an hour. I only made three of the five interviews. Then I go to this the, the, to the office of Charlie Kittrell, huge office. He comes out, walks. Hey, I'm, my name is Charlie Kittrell. I'm the executive vice president of the Phillips Petroleum Company. And what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> so, so the difference was that once you discovered what you felt passionate about, you were a really different person. You were really responsive and informative and fun and engaged in those interviews. Oh, my right? goodness. I, I loved it. I was doing what I wanted to do as a natural event. But yep. when Charlie asked me, he said, what am I doing here? I said, I want to be on your training program. What's it take? Oh, wow. He turns to Gaylord, turns to me, and says, then turns back to Gaylord and says, Gaylord, sign him up. Turns to me, shakes my hand, says, welcome aboard. I got the only job offer I ever wanted. Now, here's what's funny. I found out later that this training program had a limit of 25 people. Plus the fact there were minimum qualifications, of which I did not even meet 25% of the minimum qualifications. Yet when I got there, the, the training program was full. All 25 slots had been taken, and they hired me anyway. I got hired into the only job in the world that I ever wanted. I did not qualify for it, and the job was not available. All because I'd been coached, and I knew exactly what I wanted. I was natural. I went for it for enthusiasm. I didn't hold back, and they said, we want you. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to work for the next 18 years. And you would say you went to play. Every day. There were days I left, I left Phillips. That they, they promoted me up the ladder faster than I could ever deserve. And remember, I'm not a bureaucrat, so I didn't. I, 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 uh, let's say I, I, I really did buck the system. And uh, they trained me quite well. I love my time at Phillips. Met some great people there. 
went to work for another company called Legit in a small refining company. And it got to be so much fun. I was making so much money that sometimes I actually had to pinch myself just to make sure it wasn't a dream. <laughs> and, Bill, we're going to go into a short break as we enter into that break. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? Uh, go to go2playeveryday.com. Go to Play Every Day, and that is the best-selling ebook. Make sure that you download that book today and uh, find out how you can find your passion, just like Bill did, and how he created the, the dream job that he wasn't even calling a job. We'll be back in a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Girlfriend It is on Toginet. Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central with your hosts, Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan. This show is your chance to share, learn, laugh, and connect with other women. The girlfriended principle was born out of loss. Lisa had recently had her mother pass away from cancer, and my mom um, was murdered. A man just walking into a room and started a 23-second shooting spree. I think one of the things we both realized going through those tragedies is that you can be extremely okay and be extremely sad. Check out girlfriended.com. And then be a part of Girlfriended, the radio show, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. You know, your boyfriend or, or your husband or whatever, they don't totally understand that emotional side to a woman like another woman does. And I think that's so important just to have somebody that you go, she gets me. Check out the website, girlfriended.com. Don't miss Girlfriended with Patty Wyatt and Lisa Jernigan, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. What's your story? Are you living it? Well, you could be. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Her passion is helping others discover, create, and live their personal brands. Yep, you heard me. You have a brand. No different than Coke, Pepsi, or Nike. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing brand. You're not a logo. You're not a tagline. The choices you make become the path you take. This is your brand. Now, live your story. Your brand is not just what you say it is. It's also what others say it is. So what are you communicating? And how can you create an authentic brand? We'll take on these challenges with What's Your Story? Every week, Hillary will feature teens, moms, and organizations that are learning and living their story. Now, her passion is to help others discover, create, and live their personal brands. To find out more, go to inspiredbyfamily.com. It's What's Your Story with Hillary Bilbrey. Friday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'd like to remind you that if you or someone you know would make an ideal guest for the Million Dollar Mindset, uh, please contact me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. I look forward to hearing from you. But today we're here with best-selling author and successful business owner, Bill Deweese. And Bill is teaching us from his own experience and the experience of, of numerous clients and people that he's interviewed um, how 
we can do what he did for so many years and is still doing and wake up and go to play every day and call it work. And, you know, Bill, you told your amazing story. And, you know, as a coach, I wholeheartedly agree with what you're saying and how important it is to find that passion. That, that passion. I have to ask the obvious question and push back a little bit before we learn about some of your tips and tricks here and say, you know, the economy was way different back then when you were looking for your first job out of college. You know, do you, do you really believe that with the struggling economy that people can still so easily say, oh, this is my passion, this is what I want to do, and wake up and make it happen? Absolutely, um, because uh, one other thing I didn't tell you uh, that I had a very big strike against me is no company would even want to talk to me at the time because I had my commission, and Vietnam was big, and if a company hires you and you get called on active duty, which I was going to go to active duty because we knew that, then if I come back, they are forced to take me back at the same job, at the same position, the same pay. Mm. They did not want to risk that. So I was a black sheep. Yeah, you were. You were. No, I mean, sorry. It's but too I great, still but got the job. <laughs> yeah. So and, you were, and you were. in today's economy, this, this, the situation is no different. I've got an article here in the Wall Street Journal saying jobs are going begging. And the reason they're going begging is because the people doing the hiring are saying they can't find the people who match up with the jobs. Mm-hmm. It says right. some, uh, some firms struggle to hire. The fact is, the matchup, the people hiring today recognize how important it is to get the right person because they can't afford not to get the right person anymore because they don't have the profits to deal with. So they're being more persnickety. If you have, if you know what your position is, you know what job you really love to do, it doesn't matter what it is, you go in and you tell those people, I want it, I'm good at it because I love it, your chances of getting hired go way up. So far, it's kind of almost unfair. Because today, most people use that, as you said, the work selection process of the trial and error method. The trial and error method is what everybody uses. Which is, so explain what you mean, yeah. The trial and error method is you look at what jobs you can find, whether you find them a monster or you find them in front of you, and you apply to them, and you pick one if you get an offer, and you select the job, and then you go give it a try. And after you try it, you adjust. You adjust the job, you adjust the boss, you adjust the company, you adjust the industry, you adjust the location, you adjust to everything. And after doing all this adjusting, because you don't know what you want, you're adjusting because that's what you're supposed to do. After a while, you find out, man, you're not doing anything you want to do. You're doing things you didn't even think about, and here you are not enjoying yourself, so what do you do? You use the same trial and error method to go get another job. Right. And guess what? After a period of time, you do all these adjusting, and then after a couple of years, you say, wait a minute, I, I, I don't like this job either. But I feel the same way, but the scenery has changed. I'm with different people, different company. Must be something wrong with me. Well, the trial and error method is exactly that. It's trial and error. You go into a job trying to figure out if you want it. The coaching process does the reverse. We say if you use a coach going in up front, like I did, find out what you really love first. 
Find out what you're really passionate about, where your where your priorities are first. And then go seek it, not trial and error, but it's a rifle shot. You now know you're going after the one position or positions you know you're going to love. So, so Bill, why would somebody need a coach to figure that out? The coaching process is a human improvement process that, that was designed by a fellow named Thomas Leonard for one reason. He designed the coaching process in about 1991-92 to help him fulfill the one single void that he could not get filled any other way. He tried every other human improvement process known to man. Self-help, psychiatry, uh, therapy, uh, consulting, training, teaching, mentorship, pick it. Didn't work. So he designed the coaching process because it didn't work and it worked for him. He designed coaching to help people discover and unravel the mystery of themselves. Ah, and the greatest so, mystery in the world is not global warming or whether the Cubs will ever win the series. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a Chicago gal. We will. I know, it's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no, the greatest mystery in the world is ourselves. And a person like I was in college, I did not know how badly that I did not want to be an engineer. I didn't know that. The people I interviewed with could see it. I couldn't. I did not know myself. It took a coach to say, Bill, let's describe your dislikes. You don't want to be an engineer. And once I was able to face the truth, then I was able to focus on what I wanted. Yeah. I think, you know, you're bringing up such an interesting point, Bill, because a lot of us don't even recognize that we have a problem. In the beginning, we just see things going wrong and going wrong and not working out the way that, you know, we think they should. Um, and sometimes it takes someone from the outside to really point out to us, hey, let's take a look at this and, and discover why this is happening. It's not all about what's on the outside of you. It's about what's on the inside well, of you. It's all about the inside. And the coaching process, believe it or not, is based on, is so fundamentally sound. Everybody laughs at it. There's all kinds of snickers and Hollywood has jokes about <laughs> it. But in truth, the coaching wow. process is not going away because it's based on physics. Yeah. You see... A human being, you and I or anybody listening, we cannot see our face. Why? Because of where our eyes are. They're looking out. So how do we see our face? We look in a mirror, okay? What is a mirror? It's a real-time reflection of an outside view looking back at you. So when you go in the bathroom, close the door, turn around, look in the mirror, what do you see? You see the truth. There it is. And if you got ketchup on your nose, it shows up. If you didn't have a full shave like I did, it shows up. And the mirror doesn't say, uh, hey, Bill, uh, Bill, listen, man, well, I got you. <laughs> man, I hope you didn't pay for that haircut, man, because you really got scalped. That's pretty bad. No, the mirror doesn't say a word. Well, what does a coach do? A coach it becomes a person's personal, private, secure very confidential, very accurate, very honest mirror into what makes them tick. Those five core ingredients that drive us all. Those are the things that are mystery to us. What our passions are. What our self-imposed obstacles are. Things we don't like, like me not liking engineering. What our talents are. What our beliefs and values are. Some people call spirituality, which you know is very important. These are called boundaries. 
And last but not least, what our priorities are. If we are confused about those things about ourselves, how the heck can we determine what the right position for it is? But once we know those things, then we can create positions that allow us to fulfill our passions and priorities, follow our beliefs, maximize our talent, and avoid as many of our self-imposed obstacles as we can. We design the position to suit us. We create the position to adjust to us, not the other way around. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm going to flip the coin a little bit here and ask a question in a different way. Um, You know, we've been talking about people who have been in the wrong jobs. Um, But what about people, and and this is really prevalent in the self-help industry, what about people who feel that they've found their passion and that they want to actually be able to support their household while helping others and, and fulfilling this passion, this drive, this desire, and have a hard time doing that? Does your book address that issue? In essence, yes, because that's what happened to me. I was on top of the world in the oil business. It was one of the best traders in the world. We actually traded real barrels, not this stuff on the New York Stock Exchange. And then the, the, the entire industry changed so that I could no longer be compensated or rewarded or valued at what I did. Picture being a, an all-star second baseman on the all-stars. Baseball, you've been playing baseball for 15 years. You go to the park every day. You knew you were going to be one of the best. You had a batting average of 400. And then you come to the park one day, and there's no baseball being played. Everybody's out on the field with guns and sticks and knives and shooting and killing each other. The game's changed. And you look out there, I said, I don't want to play that game. I had to start all over at 39. Professional athletes have this problem. What the, I, I just came from a, from a big golf tournament with a lot of professional athletes, retired. What do they do next? They've been playing football since they were 12. Now they're 32 years old and they're washed up. Well, the coaching process would have been a great thing for me in 1983. But I wasn't smart enough to realize the power, so I tried all these other things and ended up wasting a lot of time and money and, and I went along a bunch of dead-end roads. The key to it is, once you do understand that passion, then you can focus on using it in such a way that is going to draw to you, attract to you, the rewards you really want. If you can't get the rewards, yes, find something else that is equal to the passion, but is going to bring the rewards. Mm-hmm. Would I love to get back in the oil industry? I would love so. Can I? No. They don't play my game anymore. Does that help? Yeah, it absolutely does. You're finding another way to fulfill the passions. And and once you recognize those passions, then you can find the happiness. Because in essence, I'm not doing much different today than what I'm doing here than I did in the oil industry. I'm just doing it in a different business. In a different venue. And we're here today. We're going into a break. We're here today with best-selling author Bill Deweese. Uh, go check it out at gotoplayeveryday.com. And we'll see you back here in just a minute. Thank you.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. It's time. Time for some R&R. Sure, rest and relaxation is good, but reinvention and re-energizing is even better. Time for some R&R with Rachel Wright. Happens Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Inside Network. You see, when life throws you a curveball such as divorce, the arrival of twins, a loss of a job, or you just seem to be stuck in a rut of your everyday routine, R&R offers you the escape you're seeking. Rachel will introduce you to friends who have been there and done that and chose to reinvent their lives. They will share stories on how they have successfully coped with mind-bending situations. And instead of being a victim of circumstances, they have decided to sit in the driver's seat and take control of the course their life will take. And most importantly, they're enjoying the ride. Check out Rachel's books and her website at themotherofreinvention.com. Plus her page on Facebook, Time for Some R&R. It's time for reinvention and re-energizing. Time for Some R&R. With Rachel Wright, Tuesdays at noon, 11 a.m. Central. Part of the Her Insight Network on toginet.com. Let's chat it up with Bloom Talk with Barb Scala on Toginet. Thursday afternoons at 3 Eastern, 2 Central. And find out how women are growing, blossoming, and blooming in their friendships and careers, health, and so much more. It's Bloom Talk with Barb Scala. Check out our website, bloomwithbarb.com. Whether you want to transplant your life or just do a little pruning, Bloom Talk will inspire you to cultivate the lifestyle you want to live. Join lifestyle coach and co-author of Sanity Savers, Barb Scala, each week on Bloom Talk and sprout your dreams. Grow your life. I hear a lot from women. I want meaning in my life. I want a fulfilling life. I want to do something that's exciting. and I can control my life instead of my life controlling me. I can tell the world this is who I am and, and this is what I'm all about. Barb will introduce you to dynamic guests and real women who are redesigning, re building and reinventing their own lives and bloomstorm how you can dream create and grow the lifestyle you want to live it's bloom talk with barb scala thursday afternoons at three eastern two central on toginet.com welcome back to the million dollar mindset if you're ready for a big change in your work your career your happiness your life it all starts with attitude and marla is here to help it's the million dollar mindset part of the her inside network on toginet.com and now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. Well, welcome back. And I'd like to just remind you that next week we have another amazing guest on the show, Randy Gage, the millionaire messiah. Now, Randy's just an outstanding speaker and presenter, and he's been helping people transform their self-limiting beliefs into self-fulfilling breakthroughs to achieve their dreams for years and years and years, everything from multi-level marketing to um, multiple venture entrepreneurs, and uh, he's, he's just an amazing man, has done some really, really fabulous things. So join us next week, same time, same station for Randy Gage. And today we're here with Bill Deweese, best-selling author of Go to Play Every Day. And go to playeveryday.com is the website. Sorry about that, Bill. Um, and, and, and it's just a really fun book that will offer you a really different perspective. It's go to play every day and call it work and learn to take your passion, to recognize your passion and make money doing it. I mean, that's kind of a novel, <laughs> a novel twist on things. And Bill, so in essence, what you're saying is that when someone wakes up in the morning and they're not excited about going to work, that, uh, you know, it may be time to explore hiring a coach. Amen. Because if they're yeah. not excited about doing what they're doing, then they're holding themselves back. 
Yeah, and and so tell me, okay, so you're saying, all right, go, you know, I'm a coach, so obviously I'm 100% behind what you're yeah, saying. Here, but I'm gonna of, play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and disclose to everybody out there, we're kind of pro on this thing, but it doesn't mean it doesn't work, but we still have to tell people that. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, but why not buy a book? You're saying, okay, if I can tune into my passion, if I can figure that out, can I just go out and get, you know, any number of self-help books and figure out what I'm passionate about by following steps A, B, and C? Why do I need a coach? Well, because uh, you're not going to learn about yourself in a, in a book. If you read a book, can you see your face? Mm. No. You, a coach, you need a coach, another human being to be there on your side, your total support, to give you that entry into what really makes you, you tick. You may think you know who you are, but the best way to find out who you are is by having, by having a coach, another human being, who is trained, who is totally focused on you. Because if you look at all of the other human improvement processes you've ever used, whether it's a trainer, a teacher, or a psychiatrist, a consultant, a mentor, a counselor, a religious guru, even self-help, the other people that you ever always hired were always your superior. Mm-hmm. And as your superior, that was good because that's why you hired them. You hired them for their superiority in some field, and that's why you hired them, and they are going to give you that superiority, and they're not going to let you forget it. But your coach is not your superior. This is the only place where your coaches go, now let's find out what you want. Let's make you the center of attention, not me. I don't matter. Let's find out what drives you. Let's find out what you really excites you every day. That whether it's fishing or riding a bicycle or knitting, it doesn't matter to the coach as long as it's right for you. It's the only place a human being can be rewarded for being themselves without judgment, without criticism, without any kind of form of agenda or guilt. That way we are able to be ourselves, recognize ourselves, recognize what we like, recognize what we don't like, and then that's the truth. That's the looking in the mirror thing. And once you know yourself, like I discovered finally that I didn't want to be an engineer, then I could do something about it. And here's the funny part. I have six years of training to very highly decorated degrees in engineering, and I've never worked a day in my life as an engineer. Thank goodness. <laughs> right. You're in a far different place. But what would have happened, have Marla, yeah. if one of those ten guys was not smart enough to recognize I didn't want the engineering job, and he would have offered me a job because my credentials were on paper spectacular and I would have taken that engineering job why because I was desperate yeah well and I think that this really leads into one of the points you make in your your book that um, I was hoping you could elaborate on um, where you say knowing your own personal integrity and boundaries and ethics is a vital ingredient 
to creating your ideal um, income position. And, um, you know, certainly coaching is an environment where you can really learn to recognize those things and, uh, and be more aware of how they play into your actions and, and what you do every day. Nothing will hurt somebody, will drive somebody to inner destruction if they are forced to do something that's counter to their own ethics, mm-hmm. that's counter to their own integrity, but worse, they don't know it. People go into drugs, they go into alcohol, they go into all kinds of escape mechanisms because they don't realize they're going, that's where stress comes from. You're right. Spirituality, your integrity, your ethics is really the core substance that binds you. And you're going to discover that through coaching because that's where stress comes from. Stress comes from the battle between the conscious mind, which is controlled by outside forces, and your internal subconscious integrity, your internal subconscious passions and and, and priorities saying, do this. But if you don't listen to yourself, you don't listen to your own integrity, and you follow somebody else's integrity, which is against you because they tell you to do something that they don't want to do, they want you to do it, then the battle goes on between you and you and that stress. You can't get away from it. The coaching, the revelation, the discovery of your own boundary through coaching is an unbelievable freedom place because once you know your boundaries, you know don't cross them. And it's a great place to be because it gives you confidence, and then you don't have that stress anymore. Yeah. And so, and so I have to ask a question that I'm sure some of our listeners are pondering um, in their own minds, and, and, and you're saying, okay, so I'm sitting here, I'm not making my ideal income, or um, I'm unemployed, and you're telling me to go spend money and, and the luxury of, of spending money on hiring a coach. How am I supposed to do this? Well, that's a good point, and one of the things I will tell you, if you cannot afford a coach, this is going to blow their mind, don't hire them. If, if, you, if you cannot afford a coach, don't spend money on a coach because you're wasting your money. Because in coaching, there's only, you only have one master. That's yourself. Your coach makes you the king or queen. You are the ultimate potentate. But if you have to get money from some other source, and you are beholding to the other source, now you have two masters. That ruins the opportunity to learn coaching because I better do something because so-and-so, my mother or father, is going to expect something from me. I better do it to suit them. Uh Uh-uh. No one else counts. But if you can afford coaching, if you're spending money on consulting or counselors or your resume writers, stop. One of the things that people don't realize is the average success rate of getting hired by using the resume process is less than 5%. Monster.com, listen to this statistic. Of all the jobs that they post on Monster.com, less than 1.9% of those are filled through Monster.com. 1.9%. So where do the jobs get filled? What about the other 95%? They got to get filled. Right. They get filled through the 
process that the coaching taps into. Because I've hired and fired over 650 people in the last 35 years. And I can tell you right now, I would never use a resume process. I would call around and find somebody, and, and, and even the, 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 the jobs that are posted, the governmental jobs that they have to post, 99% of those are already filled by somebody else. They post them to go through the process, but they've already got somebody to fill it because they get the person they really want that wants the job, that is matched for the job. So that's the real dilemma. Let's look at the person on the other end during the hiring. You say, well, people are hiring. They have to hire. And they want to hire somebody who's really good and really wants that position. If you know what your matching position is, believe it or not, like I said, even if the job is full under bad times, they can't afford not to hire you. Yeah, because they need the best to move the company forward. And somebody who's who's going to accept a, a high and constant learning curve in today's environment. Um, and if you're passionate about what you're doing, that's going to be you. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, it changes. It changes the odds. Like I said in my book, if you have hired a coach and you figured out exactly what your position is, you love to do. Your ch- chances of succeeding in getting that position are about 17 to 20 times greater than they would be otherwise. So I've explored this with a coach, and I found my passion. Um, What am I going to do next? Well, recruit the job. If you know who someone's got, just like I did with Philip, just like we had a gal, uh, Lisa, in New York City, 25 years old, been a secretary for five years, no college education, and said, I don't want to be a secretary here. She hired a a coach, and three months later figured out what her ideal position was. Catch this. is She wanted to work behind the scenes in making live TV TV, uh, shows. I mean, Hmm. secretary, live TV shows. No experience. None. So she and a coach go, okay, where where do those jobs exist? Well, in New York City, where she worked, there were four live TV show productions. And, and so they said, let's go to the first one. She went to the first company, HBO. You've heard of them. And uh-huh. walked, in, walked in with a resume, I want to work. And they, what she did was did the research and found out what the job title was for the lowest oh, wow. entry level. It's called a grip. And here we go. Hold on to the ending of that story, Bill. We're going into break. We'll be back in a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Hey, you living the dream like Nina and Cindy? Sweet dreams are made of these. 
Were you shocked by the Chuck E. Cheese calamities, diaper dilemmas, and major mom minivan mishaps? Then get ready to share it with Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer, Thursday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. And as Nina and Cindy say, if you're thinking it, we're saying it. It's your chance to discuss, share, and learn from two moms who have been there, done that, and got the t-shirts. Check out their website, ltdchix.com. Living the Dream Moms is all about all things moms have to deal with daily. Nina and Cindy are two ordinary frazzled moms who admit when they need help and do their best to research and discuss topics that are not always talked about. Living the Dream Moms are just two real women who are discussing the trials and tribulations and triumphs of everyday mom lives. You are not alone. It's Living the Dream Moms with Nina Fry and Cindy Schmitzer. Thursday mornings at 10 Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset, part of the Her Inside Network on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here again today with Bill DeWeese, author of best-selling book, Go to Play Every Day and Call It Work. And Bill, you were given a great example of somebody who wanted to go from a secretary into producing for television, which is a long stretch, but she found her passion, and it sounds like she found a way to make it happen. Tell us the rest. So she goes to HBO, hands them a, 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 a one-page resume. All it says was, my name is, I've done this, this is what I want to do, and laid out exactly what she wanted to do in the grip position. And says, I'm here to interview for the job. <laughs> <laughs> and the girl says, just a second, call somebody. We didn't have, we didn't open a job, but we'll talk to you anyway. And she talked to three people from 9 o'clock in the morning till 6 o'clock at night, really excited about it. Every time someone in her face lit up, what she wanted to do is very natural. She didn't hold anything back. And at 5 o'clock, they said, well, <clears throat> we've decided we really want to hire you because of your enthusiasm and so forth. But we want to put you in sales. We think you would be much better in sales. And wow. maybe some point down, down the road we can switch over to a grip. She says, I don't think you understood. I didn't come here for a sales position. I came here for the grip position. Oh, no. Thank you very much, but I will decline. She, she gets, walks out, goes to, gets on her phone and calls her coach. She was shaky. She said, I turned oh, down a sales. What did I do? Oh, she said, no problem. We got three more to go. So oh the next goodness. day, she walks into uh, Court TV, which does a public, you know, a TV production there. Walked in, did the same thing, and said, "By the way, 
when the first person came out, I want to interview for the grip position, but let, can I go ahead and settle something, make it easier for you right now? If you're here to interview me for any other position like sales or accounting or something like that, please, let's stop now. I'm here for the grip position only. Oh, they said, goodness. okay. So then she goes through an interview process with them. She interviewed six people, and at 9 o'clock at night, after a nice dinner, they offered her a job as a grip. Oh, my goodness. And even she took, took her it. out to dinner. I'll bet she did. She turned in her about- resignation, and guess what happened three days later? What's that? Guess what happened? Um, let's HBO see. called her up. No. We've reconsidered. We'd like to hire you for the grip position. She says, I'm sorry. I've already accepted the exact same position with Court TV. And they said, we will give you more money. And she says, no. You guys were not smart enough to recognize what I really wanted to do. They were. I'm staying here. And then she told the the people at um, Court TV what happened. Three months later, she was promoted to the next level, whatever that is. And six months later, she was promoted, promoted so high, she was an assistant, uh, what do you call it, manager or assistant director for that deal. It only took her nine months. Oh, my goodness. Her name was are, on the marquee. You can see her name go up and down. It's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. And these are the kinds of success stories that come out of coaching, you know, every single day. Um, tell me something, Bill. Is coaching exclusive to people who want to find their passion in their work, in their jobs? Well, no. Obviously, as someone who wants to, uh, to obtain life balance, that's what the coaching process is all about. So you can really design your own your own life to suit you, where life balance is where you get to enjoy and thrive in your um, uh, work life, your business, your personal life, and your family life at the same time. Business owners who really want to succeed at being a great business, just like you have in your program here, this yeah. coaching is perfect because, in essence, a business owner is creating his or her own ideal income position. But right. they just have more control over it. Yeah. And they've, they've found that passion, and they've found the position, but they may not be bringing home the money. And uh, coaching can, is an ideal arena in which to discover why and, and how you're, as we like to say in coaching, right, getting in your own way. Get out of your own way with coaching. Yeah, we'll get you yeah. out of your own way. You bet. Because yeah. most people have unbelievable capacities to do better than they think, to, to, to reach levels that they can't believe, but they have all this negative thought, well, limits, mm-hmm. their physical limits, mental limits, things they don't want to do. And when a coach says, let's realize what they are, don't fight them, and adjust the conditions to suit you. Mm-hmm. And then that's how, I mean, you look at the people who've done exceptionally well at, at starting businesses, you know, Martha Stewart, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, they are all very passionate about what they do. But the one thing they had in common is they knew themselves, and they're all different. Oh, boy. Wow, are they different. Yeah. They didn't do it anybody else's way but their own, and that was the key to success. They didn't try to follow somebody else's cookie-cutter pattern, and that's what a coach is going to do. It's going to help you discover your secret inside successful way to do things. Yeah. Well, a coach is going to believe in you 
and no matter what. And, you know, sometimes we don't believe in ourselves. We, that outside affirmation, if you will, of, of who we are and what our gifts and talents truly are is such, so transformational. Yeah. It, 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 it's amazing how, how, how little it takes and how far it goes. Because the thing about a coach is genuine. A coach is going to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I had coaches, you know, I started this business by being coached into the coaching, the coach connection, and and, and, and our objective here is to help people succeed through being coached. If you have a coaching goal, we're going to make sure you win. Okay, big deal. Now, when I got coached into this thing, I had been a business coach for two and a half years. But my coach told me right off the bat, Bill, you don't want to be a coach anymore. Hmm. So I designed a coaching business that provides the best coaching in the English-speaking world, but I'm not one of them. (laughs) So what did I do? I went out and attracted, didn't recruit, attracted some of the best coaches in the English-speaking world, like Marla Tabaka here. I can say that with all the pride in the world. And, and for Marlon to be one of my coaches was not easy. No, it wasn't. I'll tell you, it was tough because we have a very rigorous screening process that only 8% passed. Eight. Not 80, eight. So I've surrounded myself with the best coaches in the English-speaking world, and I don't coach. That's because I knew going in that's not what I wanted to do. That's the success. So I was, if I had decided to coach, I would have done a lousy job of it. I would have been in my own way, and I would have struggled. There's an excellent example of how a coach will help you get out of your own way. Yeah, as your coach did for you. And so, and so Bill, it, you know, our listeners out there want to find a coach, how do they find you to help them find a coach? And why? Why would they go through your company as versus just do an Internet search? Well, the, our website is findyourcoach.com. And the reason they would go through us is because we will virtually guarantee, we will guarantee, not virtually, we do guarantee with a money-back guarantee that you will find the right coach for you under the right conditions so that you will succeed at accomplishing your coachable goal. That is our purpose. We'll match you up with some of the, what, the best coaches in the world, give you opportunity to coach with three coaches. You pick the right coach, and it's all guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And the success rate of our clients of achieving their goal, which is the most important statistic we'll ever know, right. Right. is better than 96%. Wow. And how do you know that? Because our clients tell us. Only they can determine and tell us whether or not they succeeded at accomplishing their goal. They establish their goals going in because they have to have one. And when they stop coaching, how'd you do? Did we do it or not? It's either yes or no. Right. It's a simple survey. Did we succeed at helping you accomplish your goal? Yes or no. Over 96%. That is pretty amazing. So so coaching, to to sum it up, it isn't just for people out there who who don't know what they want to do for a living. It can can cover a number of bases. 
and oh, yeah, you if you're offer... a business owner, if you want to become a, a very successful and productive business owner, note productive, call a coach. Mm-hmm. If you want to become a very successful and productive leader or manager, call a coach. If you want to become the best productive and successful salesperson, call a coach. There's a pattern here. Yeah, there's sure You want to become is. a very successful and productive medical doctor, call a coach. So one more question, Bill, and um, I just want to remind everyone that you can find Bill Deweese in these two locations. Findyourcoach.com and go to playeveryday.com. And, and one question I get every now and then, Bill, is, well, if, how is a coach going to help me if that person isn't an a, um, expert in my industry? <laughs> That's wonderful. Thanks. Because the only expert is you, the client. If you hire another expert, they're going to have to tell you what to do to prove that they're the expert. And then you're going to be limited again by virtue of what they do. The coach comes along and says, I'm not your expert. You don't want me to be. You are the king. You are the expert. Let's find out what your expertise, your passions are, your talents, your talents. Your priorities are, let's bring them out so you can shine on your terms, not mine. Yeah, I love that. I love it is that. A, it is the most unbelievable place for a human being to be. If you need, here's the key, though. Well, this is the catch, okay? If you need to have someone tell you what to do so you can then follow what they want to do and use them as an excuse, don't hire a coach. If you want to take control of your life and say, I am in charge, I am in control, I am taking responsibility, using a coach is going to guarantee success. But if you need someone to blame, don't hire a coach. And so what I'm hearing in essence is coaching is for people who are ready to grow ready to take charge of their lives, not someone who's in the victim mode and blaming everyone else. Amen. Yeah. Well, Bill, this has just been such a fun show, as I knew it would be. And uh, I hope that we've really enlightened some some wonderful, fabulous listeners out there and how coaching can help them take that next turn. You'll be able to find Bill DeWeese at findyourcoach.com and read his fabulous book at gotoplayeveryday.com. And make sure and join us next week for Millionaire Messiah, Randy Gage. Thank you, Bill DeWeese. Thank you, Marla. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on the Her Insight Network on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to 